Hey, welcome to the Church Home Podcast with Judah Smith. Uh, That's me, Judah. I am so excited to share this message about Jesus and his love for you. I really hope it's a personal encouragement to you. Hey, let us know if we can serve you at churchhome.org. Join us on Pastor Chat uh, on the app. We want to make sure that you are cared for and loved. Without any further delay, let's jump in. Here's the message. Hey, church, I'm so excited to share this message with you, and I want to title it Heavenizing the World. I'm not even sure heavenizing is a word, but I'll do my best to explain this concept. Recently, I was looking at Mark chapter 8 and caught my attention. This miracle or healing Jesus does outside the city of Bethsaida, uh, he heals a blind man in Mark chapter 8. And he's healing. Oftentimes, I'll say it like this, Jesus works miracles and healings to send a message or to even prove, if you will, that he has the power to do what he's preaching or to perform what he's saying, declaring and promising. Jesus is famous, of course, for declaring that he is ushering in what he calls the kingdom of heaven. I'm bringing the kingdom of heaven. Now, we, we, we like those terms and they sound wonderful, but it, it should be noted that Jesus ushering in the kingdom of heaven, it would uh, be an opponent to standing empires of the day. For instance, the Herodian dynasty. The Herodian dynasty had great effect on this little fishing village called Bethsaida. It was in this fishing village of Bethsaida that for many, many years, uh, maybe even centuries, uh, Jewish families were making their living by fishing. It was in fact a fishing village. It was a bustling little economy and there were probably families for generations passing down the trade of fishing in the sea and selling the fish for profit and for sustainability. It was the Herodian dynasty now that was moving in on this little fishing village and was about to commercialize the whole thing. Now, that is actually the background by which I think Jesus in Mark chapter 8 is working a miracle. He's working a miracle in Mark chapter 8, I think, to send a message. He is here to heavenize Bethsaida. He is here to heavenize the world. He's here, as he says, to bring heaven to earth. Jesus has such a mysterious and magnificent and magnanimous way of declaring his values. Of course, keep in mind, Jesus is the only human being to move from heaven to earth. All of us, we move from earth to heaven. I want to remind you that Jesus also arrives on earth to remind us as eternal beings, by definition, the centerpiece of God's creation, that we in fact are not home that this earth in its broken, plagued, shattered state is not home, but someday we will go home. It's as if God put on skin and bone in the form of Jesus to say, I want to take you all home. What's home? Home is heaven, heaven's values, heaven's systems, if you will, heaven's priorities, heaven's perspective are so different than the perspectives and values, and even the intentions and purposes of the earth down here. We live in such unusual and unprecedented days where we see political powers and continents and countries and empires and entities trying to control, constantly grappling for power, 
for money, for prestige. Jesus, he introduces a whole nother way to be human, a whole nother way to travel through this life. And what does he call it? He, he calls it the kingdom of heaven. He calls it the kingdom of heaven. God wants us to function from the perspective that this isn't home, but we're going home. And what must it be like at home? It's interesting, the disciples once saw Jesus praying. I think they were so impressed by how long he prayed, how early in the morning he'd get up to pray. They finally say what probably you and I would say if we got to see physical, visible Jesus pray. It was like, yo, teach me to do that. How do I do that? And he said, well, when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Isn't it interesting that Jesus says, hey, when you talk to God, remember where he is. Remember where you're going. Remember what home is. And that place called heaven, which there's so much mystery around heaven, has completely different ideals, agendas, priorities, and perspectives. I think Jesus healing the man outside of Bethsaida was his way of saying, I have the power to usher in an entirely different mode of operation. Listen to me. Over the years, people have asked, what is the goal of church home? What is the object of church home? What, what, what's the vision? Hey, pastor, what's the vision of the church? Well, I guess in a way, my response would be to build outposts for heaven all over the world. Little spots and places in your living room, in parks and spaces all over the world. We're here in Chicago, Illinois today, and I think about the great cities of the world, Chicago certainly being one. Such a gorgeous day in Chicago. Chicago needs to be heavenized. Cities all over the world need to be heavenized. Now, that sounds probably pretty dramatic and overdone and maybe a little bit confusing, but what it means is people living in respective cities and cul-de-sacs and communities and neighborhoods who want to live according to the values and perspectives of heaven. One of the ways we heavenize our world, one of the ways we heavenize our surroundings is through love. Love that looks like the love Jesus gives. Not the love that's conditional, but the love that's unconditional. And more specifically, one of the ways we heavenize our communities and heavenize our world is by quite literally loving our neighbor. Loving our neighbor. One of our passions here at Church Home is that we would provide a vehicle that would empower you to love your neighbor more. Maybe the time you would have spent getting in the car and getting all dressed up in your Sunday best to come to the local respective church building, which is a wonderful practice, but maybe instead of you know the time and the energy that would take you, you spend time baking a cake for your next door neighbor. Sharing the unconditional love of Jesus with your neighbor. But you know, before we turn off the camera and end this sermon, I wanna introduce you to probably the most considerable, formidable way we can, we can how to say, humanize our world, which would also be a great endeavor. But how do we heavenize our world? Well, let's go back to Mark chapter eight. Jesus heals who? Jesus heals him where? He heals a blind man outside the city. See, the man that was blind was outside the city for a reason. He's outside the city because he was on the fringe. He was moved 
out of the marketplace, out of the culture center, out of the place of significance and importance. And he was moved outside the city because in antiquity, a blind man was seen as obviously not fully human. And I say obviously only because my study in ancient history, over and over, we see women and children and those with special needs completely marginalized and overlooked and in most cases discarded. Guess who didn't overlook, marginalize and discard the people in Jesus' day? Jesus himself. In fact, you'll find him over and over moving towards the children, moving towards the women, moving towards those with special needs, moving towards uh, cultures and backgrounds and ethnicities that were dismissed even by the Jewish people, his, his own people. How do we heavenize the world? We stand in solidarity with those who are overlooked, with those who are dismissed, those who are seen as less valuable, I want you to know they are not. And when it comes to heaven, when it comes to the economy, priority and perspective of heaven, every single human being on this planet is God's sons and daughters. What's the vision of church home? It's to heavenize the world. How will we do that? We will love all people. We will love passionately. We will love intentionally. And by the grace of God, we'll love unconditionally. Our church does not exist to love people who are in it. Our church exists to love the people of the world. Church home doesn't exist to create another secret society where we can sneak away from the evils and vials of culture in hopes that God will return soon and take us away from this big bad world. No, we wanna be the kind of church that's right in the middle of the pain. We want to be the kind of church that travels to the outskirts of the city to find those who are overlooked, discarded, and marginalized to bring them healing and health and life and to remind them of how truly, infinitely, and eternally valuable they truly are. I never saw it like this before, but that simple act, simple for Jesus, significant for us, that act of healing the blind man outside of Bethsaida was a statement made by Jesus that even as the Herodian dynasty and empire moved in to over-commercialize this little fishing village and marginalize and oppress and rob this thriving organic economy, Jesus was making a statement, wasn't he? He was saying, in my world, it's different. And I've come to usher in that world. What I love about following Jesus is it affects how we travel through our respective cities, even like Chicago. Where are you in the world today? Are you heavenizing your world? Are you loving your neighbor? Are you standing in solidarity with those who are seen as less than because before God, they are not? I think in a way, without even knowing it, this sermon has turned into a bit of a vision moment for our church. This is our vision. And this is our passion. Emotion wells up in my heart today as I consider the honor and the privilege that it is to love people, to be about people. You, right now, watching this, you are so valuable and so important. And so are the billions of people that fill this painful but wonderful planet that Jesus died for. 
I pray today that these words are healing words, and I pray that they're helpful and energizing words for us to get up, get going, and learn every day how to love our neighbor and heavenize this world. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for these moments we get to share. Thank you for Chicago. Thank you for this beautiful city. We love you and we love the people in it. We pray for cities all over the world. God, would you give us more opportunity to realize and see and manifest the kingdom of heaven on earth? We thank you for it. And lastly, if you're watching this and you'd like to receive the free gift of forgiveness that only Jesus offers, I wanna give you that opportunity. If you wanna receive his forgiveness, he became sin so that you could become right in your relationship with God by simply believing, not deserving, earning, warranting, but believing you can be forgiven forever. If you want that forgiveness, would you just raise your hand? I know I can't see you, but I can sense it. I can feel it. And by raising your hand, you're notifying yourself more than anybody else. I received the forgiveness of Jesus and you'll never be the same again. Thanks for watching. See you again soon, church.